Welcome back to another episode of the Sensei Clay podcast, where we have the man himself, Clay Kelleher, here to answer our questions about the meaning of life, <laughs> and more specifically, just give us practical tools to be more grounded in the present moment and show up as the best version of ourselves. So, Clay, thank you so much for being here as our virtual mentor. How are you doing, my bro? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm having a blessed time. I just got to talk to uh, a gentleman I worked with in the past who um, loves boxing, he's a pro boxer, and he's getting back into his mindfulness, and he loves it because it really helps him to expand his life and his realm, um, which is a good thing. So today's been kicking butt since about uh, three this morning or so, loving it, having a good time, accomplishing lots of things. I wanted to definitely focus on something that's been a hot topic, anxiety. A lot of people, you know, through our daily lives, especially now, it's a lot more challenging because we're so busy in our society. It's not like it was several hundred years ago where things worked at a bit of a slower pace, you know, sundown, sun up. But now we're working well in past uh, where there's light because we got artificial light now. So with that and then all the pressures we have, especially in our societies, to do more, be more, go faster, that can tend to tox people out, stress them out. So their their mind's constantly going rapid. They're thinking about things from the past, things from the future. They're rarely ever in the mindful present. Now, why is that an issue? Well, if you're not in the present – and there are some studies that suggest that well over 90 plus percent of the day somebody's you know stuck in hallucinations, which is going to be future pacing, thinking about stuff that hasn't happened yet. So an example of that could be maybe somebody's worried that somebody might uh, you know break into their car, or maybe they're worried that they might get an unexpected bill, or maybe they get hit by a meteor or win the lottery. Right? These are all examples of future pace hallucinations, which is things that haven't happened yet. And the majority of time, don't happen. We just tend to stress ourselves out about it. Um, so that would be an example of the future pace one. And then other people at the time, they, they get stuck in the past and they're constantly thinking about things in the past. I call those reruns. Or maybe they're thinking about, you know, they had a, maybe a fight with their girlfriend or boyfriend or you know, maybe they were missing a dog they had at one point in time. These are all examples of us shifting to the past and being in there. And thinking about that. So we want to be able to stay in the present because if you're constantly in hallucinations and reruns in the past or in the future, that means you're not mindful in the present. So if you're, say, 90 plus percent not here always, constantly minds wandering and drifting, 90 plus percent of your day you're losing. That means 90 plus percent of your day you're missing out on being healthy, happy, relaxed, in the present, mindful, and centered. And that's very important to do because when you're mindful and centered, you get a lot more done. It's a lot healthier for the body. You get faster and better results, and you feel better. Who wants to go around 90% of the day feeling like crap, having all these negative emotions like stress, anxiety, fear, anger, worry, sadness, to name a few, and having that stuff play in your side, your head, and your body all day long? To me, that sounds exhausting and a waste of time and energy. I'd much yeah. rather be so, mindful and in the present. Clay, I'm going to interrupt you because I know you'll just keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so talk about what is the, the biological negative effects of future pacing? Like why do people want to use this tool 
in the first place? Because a lot of people probably heard at this point, oh, it's good to be present. But biologically, like what is happening to your body when you are not in the present? Good question. And it's a simple answer. Like you mentioned, we hear mindfulness, be in the present. Everyone says it. But a lot of times when I talk to people that say they're mindful in the present, they're full of crap, which means they're usually a watch their eye access and the way they talk. And even in conversation, they're thinking about shit in the future and in the past. So what happens to the body physiologically? Say, for instance, if you're worried and you got anxiety about something coming up, you know, maybe it could be an example of a job interview or potentially it could be an example that we talked about somebody getting hit by a car or I, I know one person that I got to work with. They used to have a phobia of driving and they were afraid of driving on the road because they could get hit by a car. And so what that does is cause a cascade of effects, start changing our body. So first in the brain, the cognitive portion of your forebrain, that front portion of the head, uh, those neurovasculars that are really important, that front portion of the brain is good for cognition, logic, and thinking. Well, unfortunately, when we get stressed out, up to 80 plus percent of that can shut down, which means point blank, our immune system can be decreased by up to 50% and our IQ can drop through the floor, which means we get instantly stupider, <laughs> which just means that the blood flow is going back to the reptilian portion of the brain for fight or flight. Uh, and so then we're not thinking clearly. And an example of that could be anytime you've ever taken a test, if you're stressed about it and you can't remember the answers, but then you leave after you've done the test in school, for instance, and you go, oh, that's what it was. I remember now. Well, yeah, because now your brain's out of that stress, fight or flight, and you're back into more of a mindful present. And then the answers flow more freely. Then, of course, you've got hormones like adrenaline that kicks in. Now, short bursts of adrenaline are great. You know, if you're getting chased by a bear or you got to survive or, you know, um, that's always a good thing. But long-term adrenaline, long-term cortisol secretion in the body is not good. Short-term cortisol great you know anti-inflammatory in case you're getting chased by a tiger or a bear great but in the present time unfortunately our new software and our old hardware which is that old reptan portion of the brain and then that new um, portion that um, that neocortex the new portion of the brain that helps function unfortunately we're still triggered and primed for that stress response so then our body floods with these negative hormones, for instance, like we talked about cortisol just as one example. And that says, hey, for our body, let's make our immune system weaker. Let's make our blood more – our pH more acidic, which then can cause metabolic acidosis later on, which just means it's toxic for your body. It can leach the minerals that, out of your body that you need, including some of the vitamins as well that are essential for health and survival. And so as time goes on and you repeat these patterns, it becomes deeper and deeper grooves and your body becomes, in essence, your inner planet, which is your own thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, and emotions, becomes toxic. It becomes caustic. And the body just gets more stressed out and becomes more natural. It becomes a habit. And then pretty soon you're in stress mode all the time and that's your normal mode. Now this can also affect digestion, affect the pH in your gut so you're not digesting food as well. Everything down to your immune system, it can weaken it out. You're not, if you're not digesting your food, that means you're not absorbing your nutrients and your minerals you need in your body. So you're pooping out a bunch of the good stuff. These are just a couple 
small examples of just a few changes that happen when you negatively future pace on a regular basis. Yeah. So summary, you get sicker, you get stupider, you get less happy, you become less able to create the life that you want, basically all the bad things. So at this point, Clay, we're all wondering, well, easier said than done. If I'm constantly future pacing, I'm thinking about things I'm anxious about. I'm anxious about them for a reason. I think that I'm warranted in being worried about them. So how do I get away from that thing that I think I need to be concerned about and come back to the here and now so I can balance my my hormones, my emotions, my mental state of being? Absolutely. And of course, with the um, reruns, it's the same principle, right? You know, you think about things in the past that are negative, you feel like shit too. So, I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. simple. Like like you said, yeah, think about stuff that makes you feel crappy. You're going to feel crappy. Life's going to be crappy. Immune system's going to be crappy. Everything starts to roll downhill. So we want to make it so it's good, like you said. So um, real simple one that I like to do is a lot of times if you ask a person to think about something in the past or point to the past, the majority of people are going to point towards the left side of the body. That usually tends to be kind of on a timeline where the mind and brain associates into the past. And we can always get into more of that later in the detail. But it's pretty simple. You think about something that happens from the past, you tend to usually look or point to your left side or feel it from the left side. If you think about stuff in the future, it tends to be on the right side, right? So you tend to future pace all that negative stuff there. We don't need to worry about the details of that right yet. We'll do that in a later cast. But the basic thing I want to show everybody is we've all seen a picture of somebody, for instance, meditating. You know, and they tend to put their thumb and their index, which is your pointer finger and your middle finger together. That's a simple thing. It's like kind of pinching somebody or just a little bit of light pressure between those three fingers. So a technique that I've used in the past that works good for folks is you can do the three-finger anxiety technique to instantly help to start to tame that uh, that wild animal inside of us, which is the future pacing and the anxiety, because we don't want that crap. So all you got to do is if something pops up from the future or from the past that makes you not feel good, and it can be anger, anxiety, stress, all those things, We're working on anxiety today, because anxiety in essence is you don't have power, you're losing your power, you're anxious, you don't have control of the situation, and a volatile example of anxiety would be anger. You're pissed off and you want to be able to control it. So this is going to help with all of those things. So what you can do is you can gently put your three fingers together on both hands and then focus at being wherever you're at in that moment. What's going on around you? What's going on with the breath? What you see, what you hear, what you feel. And the cool trick is as soon as you start to feel yourself shift into thinking about something in the future that makes you anxious or something in the past that maybe makes you anxious as well, what you do is you release the three fingers. Just like you're releasing that emotion, you're going, okay, we're causing a state break, which just means, all right, that's happening. I know that it's happening. I see that it's happening, and I'm letting it go. So you let those three fingers release. And then shift yourself back into the present, focus on the pressures of those three fingers. And then as we focus on that light pressures of the three fingers, allow yourself to gently go back into the body, feel the pressures in the fingers, allow that light pressure then to spread from the fingertips through the arms, up through the shoulders, 
through the chest, through the head, down through the pelvis and back, legs and feet, until they all have kind of that nice, light, almost relaxed kind of feeling or vibration of it. Then you can also expand that to what you see. So when you got the three fingers together, you're giving yourself permission to be able to see all that's around you in present real time. See all the colors, all the movements, everything out there that you normally may have missed. There's so many things we filter out there that we miss in the daily life. This gives you a chance to see all those small details of the people, places, and things that you normally deal with on a daily basis. And then you can also add in your hearing. Hear what's around you. Some of the small things. An example could be perhaps you hear a clock ticking and you never heard it before. Perhaps maybe there's a slight vibrational hum. So an example of this would be when I worked with a client, there was a compressor in one of my businesses and it kicks in and it's you know several thousand square feet and it kicks in through the floor and you can still feel it through the floor from the concrete and the rebar as a very gentle light hum. But you're not aware of it until you sink into and feel it going through the body, through the floor with that light pressure. So you're allowing yourself to pick that up. And then you can also feel even as you're moving the air pressure around your body. Also, if there's any good smells out there. You can focus on that, or if you're eating, be mindfulness of every taste and texture that's out there. And this brings you back to the present. And with that three fingers, in essence, you're programming yourself an instant button to be mindful and in the present. Now, with a little bit of practice on a daily basis, this becomes second nature and so easy. And then the question might be, well, yeah, Clay, I did that. But then my mind starts thinking about stuff in the past or the future again. Cool. That's given us feedback. It's just like working out or anything else that's going to take a little bit of practice to become good at. So then let the mind uh, shift to whatever you're worrying about. Release the fingers again and then bring yourself back to the present. Have the three fingers gently touch again. Allow that feeling to spread through the whole body. And then once again, you extend through the eyes, see all, hear all, feel all through all of your senses and be mindful in the present. And this, in essence, is a light switch, an instant go button to bring yourself back to a present state to where you can kick anxiety's ass to the curb because you don't care about it. You care about being mindful in the present and having that wonderful experience day in and day out. And the more you practice this, I'll guarantee you, the easier it becomes, the more natural it becomes, and then pretty soon you're comfortable. You don't want to think about crap that could happen negatively in the future or in the past. It's a waste of your time. And it's right back to the nice mindfulness piece back in the center. I recommend doing this, if you can, at least three times a day, starting out small for one to three minutes. That's simple. That's easy. And then as you get more comfortable with it, you can build up on it. And then, of course, pretty soon you're doing it automatically almost to where as soon as you start to feel that negative emotion, bam, you shift into there and you're literally taking the power of being centered and mindful in the present, literally in your own hands with those fingers. And right then and there, 
you instantly have more power to be able to kick anxiety to the curb and control the body, control the mind, so you can get more out of life, more health, more wealth, more happiness, and more enjoyment out of that 24-hour period, which is a good thing. Yeah. So, Clay, I'm going to ask you some questions that people may have, okay? Yeah. Um, Fire away. Uh, when you do this practice, do you recommend people start? Would it be easier sometimes to start with their eyes closed so they don't have so many inputs? Yes, good question. So we've got our senses. We got our, our, our five powers, our five primary senses, and those can be trained just like anything else to get better. So I would recommend with the, the mindfulness piece, if people want to go back and play the podcast again, in the beginning, yeah, have the eyes closed so you're shutting off some of the extra senses. Get that real feeling. And then once you have that feeling go from the fingertips through the whole body, then once you got that, then open the eyes, allow that vision to expand while you're still having the body. And then you allow the hearing to expand. Adding all those other senses, you start to slowly stack one on top of another. It's complementing each other. It's kind of like making a sandwich. You know, you got your bread, you got what you want to put on there your veggies your meats your condiments all that stuff pretty soon it's a delicious sandwich and in the beginning it might be tough to make the sandwich because you don't know how but now we've given the steps and protocols to make the sandwich so it's going to be tasty the way you want simple and easy step by step bite by bite very nice and uh another tip that you know we talked about in the past um you you mentioned the timeline and a lot of people are projecting their yeah. future to the right and their uh, <clears throat> past to the left. Um, one yeah. thing that might be helpful for someone who's trying this exercise too is um, when we talk about coming into the present moment, imagining that you're like a horse with blinders on, right? And so it's like, that's what we mean by come back to the present. It's like also put your kind of visual feel and your energy right in front of you, right, Cliff? Yeah, that's that's in a more advanced technique when we actually start shifting through um, the timelines. But yeah. Basically, and it's real, real simple. If you think about something from the past and it makes you feel like shit, you just kind of point in the direction you feel it. There's your past. You think about something from the future that makes you feel like shit, you know, you point to that direction. There's your future. But like you're mentioning as well, too, it's very good and important to try to stay in that mindful presentness. And then once you do that and you're in present, then you can, of course, expand your your vision into your periphery as well while still being mindful of it. Um, and that way you can really start to enhance all the senses. But yeah, definitely. You want to kind of keep horse with blinders on in the beginning, breaking those senses down so it's simple and easy so it doesn't seem overwhelming. Bite by bite, simple steps, keeping things focused on the present and in the future and not having that that mind or the monkey mind, the beehive mind, which is the busy active mind. Going around, controlling everything, we want to be able to get more done. And so, yeah, we've got to be able to turn off some of the excess mind chatter. Um, those 50 stations that are playing at once, we want it down to just one station of clarity so we get the best music out there possible through the station. And this way we get the best emotional and physical state out there possible by being mindful and in the present with using the techniques, as we talked about, staying in the present and using that to be able to reinforce it and get it stronger and easier because it can be a bit of a challenge you know people think about past and the future and all that and how am i ever going to get through it there's just too much well these are the steps that, that you can definitely take and they'll make it a lot easier and a lot more effective by 
far. Does that feel like that answers that question pretty good for you? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Good. So homework for people who want to try this out. Oh, yeah. Three times yeah. a day, homework. right? Three, times, three a day. times a day, a minimum of one to three minutes. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily watch your, your clock like a hawk. If you need to, set an alarm in the background and then ignore it. Who gives a damn about the alarm? It's about getting the experience. You do the drills, you get the skills. And so I want you to be able to do that one to three minutes. And all you got to do is one to three minutes, one to three times a day. One time a day is okay. Two times a day is better. Three times a day in the beginning is going to be best. And then when you work on that, then of course you enhance it and increase it more frequently. But it's good to kind of start out like a snowball effect. Make it small, let the snowball get bigger, and pretty soon it's an avalanche of success as it rolls downhill. We want to be able to have that avalanche of success. So let's do that homework. Make it simple and easy. Notice the differences. And I'd even do a journal. It sounds silly, but you know what? Write down your experiences, how you're feeling before, how you're feeling during, how you're feeling after, and notice those changes that occur. Because we don't want to go back into the future pace or past pace where is an anxiety. We want to stay in the present. So journaling sometimes, or you know, you can use a phone, you can journal with that too. Those notes can really help so you can see the benchmarks, the progress that where you started from and then how far you've come since there, which is very, very important because that way we're using a nice method, a scientific method where we can see the progress, replicate it, get more progress, and it keeps working for you. And that way you've got your own personal progress charts to kick butt to the next level. Very nice. I quit. I think that's uh, that's good for for this sesh. Um, you guys, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, share with a friend. This has been a helpful tool for you. Um, hit up Clay at Clay at senseiclay.com if you want to talk to him about working together. Anything else you want to mention, Clay? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. We're we've got a lot of goodies um, that we're we're doing, and so people got questions, people got comments. Definitely bring them to our attention because there's so much out there, so many goodies that we're going to cover as well, too. So, yeah, if you guys got questions or comments or concerns or thoughts, bring them up. You'd be surprised at how many other people out there might have similar questions, thoughts or concerns. So go ahead and hit us up. Make us part of your your daily and weekly you know, health and, and habits. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna keep growing and keep being there for you guys. That's what it's all about. You know what I mean? So practice, 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 do the drills, get the skills, enjoy the day. Every day, every possible minute out there is a chance for you to improve and evolve your life for a better, healthier, happier experience for your mind and body. Take advantage of it because if you don't use it, you're gonna miss out and lose it. And who wants to do that? All right. Thank you, Clay. Catch you next time. You bet, episode. brother.